Welcome to our podcast, Three to Live By, where we find simple answers to life's dilemmas. I'm your host, Suzanne Benford, and this is my co-host, Greg Cool Dog Maddox. Howdy. I'm sorry. I mean, hello, hello. There you are. There you are. I was wondering who the howdy dude was. Uh, It's my intro catchphrase. (laughs) We got intro catchphrases and outro uh, catchphrases. We do. We do. We're getting savvy. We really are. This is our first recording since the launch of the podcast. Um, We're learning as we go along, right? What works, learning what works and what doesn't work. We've gotten a little feedback, a little feedback. You know, my friend said, why are you whispering? My wife said that, too. It's like, yeah, I am sort of talking a little low. They said, just speak in your normal voice. So I'm going to speak up this episode, okay? <laughs> Dang, Mr. don't be so aggressive. <laughs> Mr. Rogers has left the building. Too yes. loud? Too loud? Okay. <laughs> Why don't you bring the cardigan back? Cardigan back. <laughs> All right, let me, let me moderate. But yeah, you catch me. If I start whispering, say, hello, Mr. Whispers. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. We also wanted to clarify... Another thing, our first podcast was on parenting teens, and it seemed listening back to it and the feedback we got some a little bit like we were saying that our our teens were awful, and they really were not. They were not terrible kids at all. They were great kids. Those were just examples of difficult moments with these really amazing kids. Yeah, I truly enjoyed my daughter's teen years. She came to live with me in 10th grade. She had to deal with some tough times with her mom, but she got through that and came to me, and we had some really fun times. We were out in the country. We had the fire pit. We enjoyed our cats. Those were fun years. There were some challenges, like most teens, but yeah, we did want to clarify that. Yeah, and same with Liam. He, I mean, the story was about him pushing his friend around in a in a shopping cart, but he he's super smart and funny, and you know teens are supposed to challenge us. That's kind of their job. I certainly challenged my mom. Yeah, we're both proud of our teens. Yeah. Today's topic. Today's topic is letting go of anger and resentments. Yes. Got lots of thoughts and feelings about this one. So we'll present our total of six maxims and philosophies and narrow them down. You want to go first? I went first last time. Yeah, we're going to shake up our format. You know, we're experimenting with different uh, ways of presenting this, trying to make it as good as we can. And we're going to jump straight into um, maxims and philosophies instead of stories, starting with stories. And my first maxim on letting go of anger and resentments, number one, Decide if you are ready to let go of anger and resentments. That's the first step. Many people aren't ready, of course, and that's their right. You know, you got to be honest with yourself that you are angry. We often don't want to admit it because it's uncomfortable and it's often viewed as negative or immature in in our culture. Anger is a strong, impactful emotion that infects all aspects of our personality and relationships. But if you're not ready to let go, then... That's just the way it is. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Suzanne? I think that's a healthy view, actually, you know, to let go when you're ready. I have held on to some of my resentments for a long time, honestly. I mean, you can ask my kids. I have a list. Just like anything, you can't, uh, unless you see it as a problem, you're not going to let go of it, are you? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) 
my first philosophy is to look under the anger. What is it about? What is your part? That's a hard one to, to talk about. Anger often covers different emotions, emotions that are more vulnerable, like fear or sadness. And anger feels like it comes from a place of power. So it is easier when you're feeling vulnerable to express that anger because it feels like you're coming at it with some power. And when I say looking at your part, I don't mean that it's your fault. It could be something as simple as your part is you've been hanging on to a negative message about yourself, or you've been hanging on to this anger without figuring out how to resolve it. Or, um, yeah, so your part is not saying that it's your fault. It's just what is your part in this, this anger that you, you've got going on. That's good. I'm listening closely and trying to learn because, you know, I don't know how to express anger very well. It's not one of my personality traits. I am the kind of person that covers up and everything's fine. So I'm really listening. I'm trying to learn from you. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm an outward and you're definitely an inward person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this, is a, this is therapy for me. Thank you. Yeah. What do I owe you? Well, I'll give you my bill at the end of this. Oh, shoot. <laughs> No, yeah. I like that one. That's a good one. Well, so I wrote up a story about this. Is it okay if I jump into a story? Yeah, have at it. Okay. I've been telling personal stories mostly about myself with these topics. But at times I'm going to tell stories based on some of the clients I've seen in the past. I'll change names and identifying detail to ensure confidentiality. Here's today's story. Brenda was complaining of being tired all the time. She said she had no idea why she was so tired. She was raising two children, age six and two and a half, but she said she slept fairly well and that her diet was decent. Brenda did admit her husband of six years wasn't very involved or bonded to her and the children. He'd made decent money and tried to take part in playing with the kids and going on outings, but his heart really wasn't in it, she said. We investigated several theories on why she was so tired. Was it related to her medications? Had she had blood work done to rule out a health problem? We weren't coming up with much. So finally, I stated that fatigue is often related to depression or dissatisfaction. She said she didn't think she was depressed. She had no clue. Brenda was one of those clients that was not very good at identifying emotions or reflecting inwardly about herself. After several sessions of building rapport and looking, looking deeper into her thoughts about parenting and her marriage, she did realize that she had mixed feelings, both about parenting and worries that her marriage had grown increasingly stale and unsatisfying. And she admitted she'd been stuffing those emotions. So it was quite a breakthrough. We think of anger and resentment as being loud and sometimes aggressive. But the old adage, depression is anger turned inward, fits well here. Brenda acknowledged she did have anger and resentments, that she was in many ways raising the children by herself, and that her husband wasn't very happy being a dad and may even end up leaving her before too long. Brenda being honest with herself and naming her emotions and fears was an important and key early step in working out a plan to fight fatigue, build new energy and hope, try to guide her family and herself to a better place. It's hard to recognize that the anger kind of like Brenda wasn't recognizing that 
there was a lot of anger present, even if you're not screaming and yelling and throwing things. It doesn't have to be you're chasing your husband with a frying pan to be anger. Yeah, she was just trying to push through uncomfortable feelings and stuffing, and that doesn't work too well, does it? It really doesn't. It really doesn't. It came out in uh, fatigue, tiredness, feeling blah. Mm -hmm. Eats you from the inside out. Doesn't it? It does. Our second one, or my second one, is whatever you were really angry about, is it about you? We often think that other people's behavior is about us, but most often their behavior is about themselves. People are out for themselves. So, you know, if somebody cuts you off on the road, I don't know how you are when somebody cuts you off, but I've got a few things to say. I don't flip anybody off. I grew up in California. They shoot you for that. But I am a little vocal inside my vehicle, and I'm just mad as hell at them. But they could be late to work. They could be trying to get to a funeral. Maybe somebody went to the hospital. I'm not thinking about that. But I have a hard time shifting that perspective when somebody cuts me off because that affected me in some way. So clearly your behavior is about me, but it isn't. What's the philosophy again? Is it about you? Whatever you're angry about, was that particular thing about you? Don't think, don't take things personally. Mm -hmm. Keep it in perspective. Q-tip, quit taking it personally. Never heard that one. Thank you. You're welcome. Even though I'm the opposite. If somebody cuts me off, I, I rarely get mad. I, uh, See it as an opportunity to be chill, you know, to say, hey, go ahead. I'm not in a hurry anyhow. So, yeah, we're so different in that in several ways. This would be where I am learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. We compliment each other, don't we? Yeah, yeah. For the record, um, if you holler and scream at the other car in your vehicle when your children are little, they do pick up on that. Okay, we ready for my second maxim? Yeah, what's your second? So my second maxim for letting go of anger and resentments is give anger its due, then flee from it. So talk it out with someone you trust, then start to think of anger in the past tense. I used to be angry about this or that. Think of it as an earlier chapter in your life. It is freedom to be at peace with everyone that we can be at peace with. Is that idealistic, or what do you think about that one? It's very Greg, is what it is. It's very Greg. And again, something I could probably learn from, because I tend to hang on to anger. But the I think, the, I think it's the word flee that is really kind of hitting me in the gut. Like, do I really want to flee from it? That sounds a little bit like, I'm angry about something. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a it's not a and I used it because you know we're trying to come up with stuff that sounds a little bit different. So mm-hmm. give anger its due, then flee from it. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. It does, but flee is probably not the best word, is it? But I I see your point. Recognizing the anger and then moving on from it, I think is something that I could learn from for sure. I like the past tense talk. Yeah. You know, our behavior, to get a little therapeutic on you, your thoughts, emotions, and behavior are all tied together. And so if you use the behavior of that anger is in the past, 
then that helps shift your thinking and your emotions about it. Well, aren't you the CBT queen over there? <laughs> sure am. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's good stuff. It really is. Now, to clarify, CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. So, yeah, it's it's your past. You used to be angry about that, but guess what? You're not anymore because you worked through it. I like that, actually. I really, because I need to learn from it, I think is that may or may not have hit, hit me a little bit in the gut. Hit me a little bit in the gut. Hey, you need to learn to control anger. I need to learn to express anger. This is a good topic. We're this, this one's for ourselves. It really is. It's just incidental if you get anything from it. Yeah. <laughs> My number three is resentments only hurt you. They only hurt you. I guess that's where the emphasis is, is they only hurt you. I've heard it before as holding on to resentments as like sitting in your own wet pants. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yes, because you are the one who feels the effects of that resentment. Nobody else necessarily knows that you're even resentful about something. So here's my story time. Okay. I come from a family that holds resentments. I have family members that have held resentments for years, years. I have a particular family member who is in his 70s and still prides himself on a resentment he holds against a cousin from like seven, eight years old. I mean, that's a minute. You've been hanging on to that for 70 years. That's a long, from kid. You were a kid when that happened. And so I always thought that that's kind of what I was supposed to do. That's cool. That is, you know, that gives me a step up in life or control over the situation if I hang on to the anger or resentment about something. But it doesn't. These people don't know I'm angry at them or have a resentment against them. My daughter's friend from seventh grade, she's forgiven this girl. She stole her math paper out of her locker, erased my daughter's name on it and wrote her own name and turned it in. And the teacher caught it and other stuff had happened, but that was kind of the final straw. This girl has been on my list for the last 12 years. She doesn't know it. She does not know it. And really, is that resentment serving me well? My daughter's forgiven her. They're still friendly or are friendly now. And I'm over here just, oh, that girl. Yeah, that's a big weight to carry now, isn't it? It really is. It really is. So it isn't serving me. It just hurts me. It just hurts me. What if, what if I could let go of that? Would I feel lighter? Would that allow me to, I don't know, even engage in a positive relationship? Should I ever run into this person versus, oh, it's her at Walgreens just buying vitamins or you know <laughs> yeah those are negative vibes you don't need negative vibes hanging around you i guess i guess yeah <laughs> it just doesn't it does not serve me well and so that's my point the resentments i hang on to only hurt me they only hurt me so that's my third one okay my third one anger and resentments are normal small ones come and go often sometimes daily you know it's part of being human 
It's when we hold on to anger that it often grows and becomes a problem. If you deal with anger when it's new, smaller, work through those emotions, then let your anger flit away like a butterfly vanishing into a distant row of trees. That was poetic. Hey, I knew I had to work in some uh, poetic vision sooner or later. That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. I'm that part of. I'm a creator. You know that, right? You really are. Part of are. the creator economy. Yes, you really are. <laughs> but I'm not an influencer. You're an influencer. You're a social I media like diva, diva. Mm-hmm. and a CVT queen. <laughs> I got two new nicknames for you. That is correct. So I can introduce myself as Suzanne CBT Queen. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Social media maven. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, this, so that's probably just a philosophy of life for me is to feel your feelings. And it is something that I came to late in life. I've always felt much safer feeling anger than some of the other feelings. But it is important to feel your feelings, including the anger. But it's the, the letting go part that I've, I've always struggled with personally. You know, you're you're angry with a smile on your face. <laughs> Seriously, watch out. I mean <laughs> I didn't you know, we know we, we know each other pretty well, but I am surely learned a lot more since we sat in this room and chatted. You know, this is uh, interesting. <laughs> but I never knew you had anger. But you're angry with a smile on your face. I am. I yes, I <laughs> <laughs> I can have some pretty deep anger and <laughs> Um, I used to express it much more outwardly, and I probably don't as much. I think that I'm better at letting go of it these days, but I have, I, I have had my moments. I have had mm-hmm. my moments. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm angry with it stuffed down and acting like everything's chill. So mm-hmm. we're both angry deep down, you think? Yes, just just so angry, just is full it, of it. Is most people, are most people angry? I'm not really sure. Have you met someone that's obviously not angry? Yeah, I think I meet people who just don't carry around a lot of anger. And today, I don't. I'm much more positive and easier. I find it easier to let go of anger than I used to. But um yeah, so I <laughs> I guess this is, again, one of those things. I don't want this to come off like I'm some raging bitch. <laughs> because I'm not. I'm not just this horribly angry person. I, I actually am much more positive than what this episode may make me out to be. But I have had moments and I've had times in my life where I really struggled with anger and resentment. Um Yeah, being a therapist, you get to hear yourself say things to people that you're like, huh, I should probably give that a try. You know, I have no idea whether most people are angry or not. Mm -hmm. I know most people aren't anxious, though. It's weird. I'll talk to people about anxiety all the time. And I'll say, you know, sit back and close your eyes and scan your body. Are you tense in your shoulders or your jaw? I'll say, like right now, I just scanned my body and my I'm really tense in my shoulders. What about you? No, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many uh, how many clients that are supposed to have anxiety don't have half the anxiety I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, 
thank you for that. <laughs> we were like, do you feel better? Because I'm far more anxious than you are. <laughs> I know it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, all right. Let's narrow these down to three. Oh, that's right. We're doing a podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> Where are we at? Um, well, we've done our three. So, you want to pick first this time? What's your favorite? I like the first one. Decide if you're ready to let go of anger and resentments. I think I'm going to go with resentments only hurt you. Anger has a purpose, but hanging on to that resentment only hurts you. I think that is. That's a, that's a great one. And what about our third one? What what do you want to... Uh, what are your other two? Remind me. Looking underneath the anger. Like, what is your anger about? Is it covering up something more vulnerable? Do you need to maybe acknowledge that vulnerability or sadness or fear or whatever is underneath that anger. And then my second one is, is your perspective accurate? Is that whatever you're angry about, is that really about you? And my two other ones are give anger its due, then flee from it. And anger and resentments are normal. Small ones come and go often. I like that. You want to go with that one? Mm-hmm. They come and go, and because that's they're just feelings. They're just feelings. Yep. Okay. So we got our three. Number one, decide if you are ready to let go of anger and resentments. Mm-hmm. Resentments only hurt you. And anger and resentments are normal. Small ones come and go. Yeah. So those are our three philosophies and maxims for letting go of anger and resentments. For our listeners out there struggling with anger, it is a very powerful emotion. It feels like it's coming from a place of power. And sometimes it's justified. Sometimes it's helpful. A lot of the time, it is a secondary emotion. It's covering up fear, other vulnerable emotions. It's okay to acknowledge those vulnerable feelings and to work through them. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. You're human. It's okay. We really appreciate you guys listening today. And check out our website at 3tlbpodcast.buzzsprout.com. This is 3 to Live By, podcast by Suzanne and Greg. Our email address is 3tlbpodcast at gmail.com. That's the number 3tlbpodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, peace in and peace out. Peace out.